I am uh, I am flipping frantic. Sorry, the the pages of this book are covered with sweat and. Um, uh, please don't finish that sentence. And more sweat, sand okay. sweat. It's a strong, <laughs> strongest. Form. I thought you were going to say something else. It's really not, gross. It's not covered with cum. I just want to be clear. It's not covered with cum. <laughs> that is disgusting. What book is this, Bruce? This is the book by James Patterson. It is called Filthy Rich. The auteur, James Patterson. Yeah, so James Patterson, of course, is... Uh, oh, here it is. Oh. Wait, who's James Patterson? James Patterson is... A, he's like a thriller <laughs> author, right? He's like an airport, airport book thriller. guy. He, he wrote this book about Epstein in 2016. I was ignoring your thriller, but it's really good. Um, <laughs> and he wrote a book with Bill Clinton after this, right? Uh, yeah. How, I mean, how do you write a... I mean, I don't think Bill Clinton had much to do with it. He wrote a book, and then Bill Clinton was like, I also wrote this book. <laughs> is that your bill? Uh, bill says, may, may I please shove this cigar up your vagina? Oh, gross. That's what Grace. he did. He did. I'm sorry. It's it's what happened in real life. And if you can't handle that, you're not going to be able to handle what I'm about to read. When all of that was happening, uh-huh. our, my social studies teacher had to like give us all a talk of like, now you're going to hear some things in the news. Yep. But just so you know, this is not normal. That's yes. what she said. This is not normal. It's n- I mean, so it's not normal to put a cigar up someone's vagina. I'm just, uh, just going to say it like that because, I don't know, for those of you who have never smoked rolled tobacco before, if you get tobacco on you, like loose tobacco on your Ugh. lips, and there's like a little cut or something, it stings so bad. And yeah, a lot of nerve endings down there. So this is uh, from an interview with... Uh, with who they call Allison in the book. It's a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the girls that Epstein uh, abused. I mean, I'm sorry. He is circumcised. My bad. He's <laughs> circumcised 110%. Sure, 110%. That's... Dwelling on that. Yeah, 110%. A matter of fact, hey, he has some sort of birth defect <laughs> on his thing. I don't know what it is. Uh, in brackets, giggles. Can you give me a giggle? No. <laughs> you just did. I've never really looked at it because I've never done anything where I had to touch it. I've never touched it. Out of the whole time that I worked for him, I never touched his penis. Like, he, I'm pretty sure he rubbed it against me, but I've never been like, okay, I'm letting you do this, or I'm going to do this to you. Um, it's really weirdly shaped. I don't know. Do you want me to, like, tell you this? <laughs> yes, Bryce, I do. Okay, officer. Uh, I'm just really embarrassed. Uh, it's like a teardrop, like a drop of water. It's really fat at the bottom and skinny at the top where it's attached. And he never gets fully hard, ever. Like, I could just tell by looking at it. Like, by looking, you could obviously tell if you're hard or not. And I could tell that he wasn't. End description. Wow. Teardrop. That is a bombshell. <laughs> I've never heard of a penis that looks like this. <laughs> so, question. Mm-hmm. Mr. Brace. Yes. <laughs> She said birth defect on it? Yes. That's that's the that's, so that's sticks interesting. Because it's not that it's the whole thing is defected. No. Defective. Whatever. Well, yeah. Sorry, are we is this ableist? Are we being ableist right now? I mean, if anyone they'd have to out themselves of having this, so <laughs> hey, slide in the DMs. We yeah. want to hear more about uh If you have an egg-shaped dick, show us. Like no, I will like <laughs> honestly, no judgment. I will look at it. I will like it actually not laugh at you. I mean, my, yeah. You don't even want to know what I got going down, down there. No. I'm 150% circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> That's
So, welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to a Patreon <laughs> episode of True and On. Hi, Brace. Hello, Liz. How you doing? I'm good. We are joined here by our nude producer, Young Chomsky, <laughs> oiled and greased as always. Uh, and we, we, we have some stuff to talk about today. Uh, um, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I have some, I've been going in a really dark place this past maybe week Why? getting into, so you know, Epstein brain, the phrase which we trademarked, uh, I have become Epstein body, mind, and soul <laughs> to inhabit what we're going to have to do today. Mm, Brace has been reading this James Patterson book. More than that. And these documents. There's new, been a new document dump. New document dump. And I've also been really rereading the old document dump. Mm. The, uh, the Virginia Roberts, um, you know, a th- couple thousand pages there. Uh, and I, I know now everything. <laughs> Brace actually knows who did it. Yeah. I have solved the Epstein case. He solved case. it. But we're not going to tell you. Sorry. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise... There's no use for the podcast. Exactly. But I I want to take you on a journey with me, and it's going to be a long journey. It's going to be an uncomfortable journey. It's going to be a journey that I might not make it through. But I need you to trust me. Liz, can you trust me today? Um, I So, yes, I do trust you, Brace. Okay. And I want to let the listeners in on a little, like, behind the, behind the music for mm-hmm. a second. I don't know what Brace is going to talk about at all, and so uh, this should be a fun reaction, because I actually have, I'm sitting with you listeners, we're on the same team here. This is going to be a new experience for all of us. So for a lot of this show's um, time span, we've been pretty zoomed out, right, on, mm-hmm. and talking about a lot of bigger picture stuff. Some yes. details, obviously, but we've really been trying to make sure like that people recognize this is not just a story about Jeffrey Epstein but a story of his class. Mm-hmm. Today, this is a story about Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. The man, the myth, the legend. But it's also the story of young girls, right? Like this whole thing has been. Right, yeah. And today, Liz, we are going to take a trip to the house in Palm Beach. Okay. But before that, we're going to take a trip to the high school. Royal Palm Beach Community High School. You go there. Me. I go there. You go there. Okay. Oh, I see what we're doing. Okay, got it. You're 14 years old. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, don't read into this, please. Um, <laughs> you are 14 years old. Mm-hmm. You live in a, a two-bedroom house with three siblings and your parents. Mm. Your family's from Cuba, okay. originally. You're first-generation immigrant. Or second. I guess you'd be second-generation. No, first-generation American. I don't know how... Generations work. Okay. But whichever one means your parents were <laughs> from Cuba. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you have dreams. What are your what are your dreams? You maybe you want to go to NYU? Um, yes. I'd love to go to NYU where I will major I'll go to NYU Gallatin where mm-hmm. I can create my own major. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah. She will be going to NYU Gallipoli. Uh, <laughs> Something in the humanities. Something in the humanities, right. Yes. But your family doesn't have very much money. No, they don't, unfortunately, because yeah. we're from Cuba. Yes, exactly. You know, maybe your parents both work. Um, but you, you're a diligent student. I'm a great student. I love to read and turn in all my homework on time. Yes. But you need money. 
that's true because I, I don't have I'm not I'm, I'm not sure I'm gonna get the scholarship exactly and you've heard rumors around school that there's an older girl that if you talk to her she'll figure out some way to have you make money and it's surrounding this old guy who lives at this mansion hmm. and you're pretty young and you're not like you know really your mind doesn't automatically go to where an adult's mind might go where wow that's that's not good but there's right. something skeezy about it, right? No, I mean, it just sounds... If I don't know, I'm 14. I'm just trying to save up a lot of money for college, and I mm-hmm. don't want to bother my parents. Exactly. They're working all the time, and I want to prove that I can be a big girl and take care of myself. So, one day after school, you find this girl, right? Mm-hmm. Let's call her Susie. Susie, okay. Yeah. And Susie says... You, you ask her, like, hi, I, I heard people are making some money. I need to make some money, right? Mm-hmm. And Susie says, yeah, if you just come down to this house, you can just give this old rich guy a massage and get like 200 bucks. Really? Yeah. In 2004. That seems like a pretty good deal. Exactly. 14 years old, 200 bucks. Yeah. That's that sounds, a lot of money. Yeah. And that, that was kind of a lot of money back then. Not, yeah. Yeah. And so one day after school, you take a trip mm. in Susie's pickup truck. Okay. Down to this house, we're at the end of this winding road. It's a little more secluded than the other houses. There's a gate, and there's big palm trees, and there's fancy houses behind you. But near, you just see the water, right? Mm-hmm. You're at 358 El Brio Road. And she says, the man you're going to meet is named Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. And I've never heard this name before. You've never heard this name before. Mm-hmm. And she tells you this. The more you do, the more you make. Ugh. Yeah, that is a... Let's pause on that. That is a dark line. Uh, this is kind of dark stuff. Yeah, this is... Really. No, this is a really... This is not going to be a cheerful episode. Mm, well, we'll we'll do something at the end that's funny. A little skit or something. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, that's so. That's what she says. The more you do, the more you make. Yeah, and that is that is spread across the testimony of almost every girl's whose testimony I've read is the more you do, the more you make, and that is a a common theme uh, among uh, basically everybody who Epstein yeah. molested. I, yeah, that's just it's like the song of being a woman yes exactly yeah this is this is really all that shit in a microcosm mm-hmm. right here yeah totally sorry i just like zoned out and got really depressed yeah so, so let's get back into it let's get back into it and you get taken into this house that is bigger than any house you've ever been in by a mile mm-hmm. right nine bedrooms a private chef you get to make maybe he makes you a sandwich or salad i'm watching my figure well that's important because so are the people around the house you meet a woman, a slim brunette in her late 30s, mm. named Sarah Kellen. Sarah Kelly? Sarah Kellen. Kellen. Now, this is one of Ghislaine Maxwell's assistants. Okay. Uh, and she, from what I, like, looks like she's, like, a pretty secretarial type. Mm. Um, I mean, let's just say dark, uh, Black Lodge secretary. Like, it's, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. And she gives you kind of a once-over and says, okay, well, I'll teach you a little bit of how we do massages around here. Okay. And she takes you this old British woman. 
who introduces herself as Ghislaine, mm-hmm. and you rub her feet, okay. both of you together. She like, you know, in Ghost, the they're making the pot or whatever together. Yeah, the movie Ghost. It's like she's behind you, like rubbing Ghislaine uh, Maxwell's gross knobby feet. You know, <laughs> you know she got some calluses. Yeah, she doesn't strike me as someone who. Puma stone. Yeah. No, there's stoneless in this house. <laughs> uh, you also notice around on all the walls, there aren't pictures, photographs, and paintings of nude women. <laughs> like bar no- every single piece of art. Isn't in this there house. one of Ghislaine? Oh, yeah. There's a pic- picture of Ghislaine with her tatas out just on the wall. So, very inviting home. Yeah. It's super strange. And you're like, what the fuck? I guess this is how adults do things. Yeah, you're a kid. What do you... Yeah. You're not going like, to comment on the art. Yeah. You're like, I guess it's just, you know, this I haven't got maturity. to This is maturity. This is like what adults... This is how adults live. Exactly. And this is how I think some predators attract young people. Yeah. It's because they're like, I'm I'm showing you maturity. Like, I'm inviting mm-hmm. you to this adult world. Absolutely. Uh, and so, eventually, Mr. Epstein comes down. And he is a tall man. You didn't get that joke. Uh, no, wait, what was the joke? He's tall. Remember we argued that he's not tall? Oh. <laughs> he's not tall. He's tall, dude. He's six foot five. No, he's not six. Minus five? six. <laughs> wait, isn't he like 5'10"? He's like five. He's like. Okay, so wait. I got into a bit of a spat with mm-hmm. some people, and they called me some names. Shortphobic? Perhaps Dits was Dits? one of them. Wow. <laughs> because, okay, I what is what, how do you define tall? Taller than me. Like that's literally how I No, define like it. tall for like a ma- what's like average height for a man? Average height is 5'9". Yeah. Okay, so in my head I think that every man is 6 foot tall. Really? <laughs> Including me? I mean, I have no that, concept. That's the nicest I've only seen men that are like 6 you. feet tall. What? So I've never 6 foot's the cutoff for Yeah, like, like above so my, 6 my foot dad's you're tall. 6'4". Yeah. That's so that's why you. I just always thought guys. it was <laughs> probably, honestly. Uh, yeah. But I just thought that that was like normal, but it's not normal. Being above six foot. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm six. Don't cut this part out. I'm six seven. <laughs> that's true. Brace is very tall. Yeah, and I wear heels. Anyway, so. Epstein is not. I'm tall. not trying to do like manlet erasure. I no. just am. I'm sure we have lots of short fans. A dumb woman. Yeah. And I apologize for that. Liz is four two. No. You're so tiny. <laughs> I'm not that tiny. Yeah. Uh, you could that's, squish you that's... like a bug <laughs> under my shoe. Uh, okay. 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 My okay. But back to it. My point is Jeffrey, five nine. No, Jeffrey is at least Jeffrey is six foot. Jeffrey is he's six kind of thick. He's thick. He's just got a big presence. Also, a large head. He does have a large head. He's a large head, and also only hangs out with very young women. You know what else so I maybe did notice? Really and small. I don't know if it was because he was always wearing driving slippers, but um, he was—he's got kind of tiny feet. This is the. Oh, that's Manlet, that's the, the Pepe. <laughs> Consider suicide if you're under five ten. Yeah. So five ten is like Manlet. Uh, there's various bodybuilding forum height charts. Interesting. So according to DreShare.com. Current cutoff for manlet status is 5'11", it says. What? I think that that's, like, not fair. I'm 5'11". 
Like, well, you're gonna have to join bodybuilding.com. <laughs> is this stuff from bodybuilding.com? Oh, yeah. that is scientific. Bodybuilders are the cutting but then edge on of the high end. But then they said uh, mm-hmm. above six six. You don't want to get tall. too tall. Although my buddy, do you know Danzler? Unless you train from child. Uh, yeah. He's super tall. He is super tall. He gets tons of tail. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not surprising. Yeah, so it's because women are just so, like, Perfect male height, 6'2 to 6'4. It's true. 2 to 6'4? 6'2 to 6'4. 6'2 to 6'4? That's not true. I think that's a, that's a good range. Women, here's the thing. Height doesn't matter. It's penis size. <laughs> but if you're like, usually I'm, one goes along with the other. Not true. I have a super small dick, and I'm pretty average height. <laughs> I've got I've got something going on down there that 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 I wish Isn't I had a birth shaped? defect. I mean, there's not actually like, braced. Don't it's tell like me. I don't shaped. Know. There's like nothing there. <laughs> it's like I, <laughs> shaped I, in. I am I am I am the it's like first. Concave. I'm the first of the new castrati. <laughs> there's nothing going on down there. Women just love my personality. <laughs> it's just it's like a Ken doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Ken, Ken at least has like it's a like bump. like a smooth Yeah, mine's concave. Area. Mine goes inwards. <laughs> uh, and, and in that is an orb floating against all laws of gravity with little blue lightning bolts coming out of it. And if you touch it, you orgasm. It's like the orb that Trump got exactly. from the Saudis. Or it's like the, uh, it's like the orb that Jeffrey Epstein got from the MIT Disobedience Awards. Look at that. Look at, so bringing it back. So let's bring it back. That was like a fun little digression. Though. Exactly. That, that leavened it, lightened it a little bit, but we're about to be pretty dark. Okay, let's get back to the dark now. Epstein comes down and looks at you, gives you the once over, notices no little pooch at the belly, and nods, says... All right, and disappears. At first, I thought you were saying that about me, and I got I was like, "Oh, thanks, Brady." There's no po- no Liz just has no pooch. <laughs> um, so you're like, okay, and you go up some stairs down a hallway that is pla- pra- positively plastered in photographs of naked girls. The air smells like lavender. There's a room with a massage table pink and green sofa and an armoire with sex toys on it. This is according to the Patterson book. But the armoire with sex toys on it has been reported multiple places. In fact, there was hampers with sex toys in it. There's sex toys. There's more. That place makes good vibrations look like a fucking uh, grocery outlet. That's a little San Francisco Ugh. joke. Uh, I've never been story. in good vibrations. I hate that story. Uh, you this, know I'm sex negative. Yeah. Which is why I have this This is that sex negative one time. <laughs> Liz is Liz is Liz is the twenty three year old virgin. Uh, That's very true. So, there's a room with a massage table. You see a massage table. It's not a very big room either. A pink and green sofa in an armoire, wooden, with sex toys on it. This is beneath a mural of a naked woman. What are you feeling right now? I feel sick. All right, me too. The book describes how there's a photo of a very very young girl pulling her underwear off to the side with what James Patterson describes as apple round butt cheeks pointed towards the camera. Okay, hold on a second. By very, very young, we mean like child. I would say child, yeah. Well, these are all children, basically. But 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 yes, a child, child. Yeah, not a teen. And James Patterson, therefore, has seen the photo... To then describe it as, it's. I, I, 
This is what I said. Noise ordinances. And you guys called me a boomer. I called, yeah, I called you a boomer and a pussy. Noise rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love getting woken up at fucking three in the morning. Because you know what I do? I go out and get on the back of that hog. And I'm that guy's bitch for the next two weeks. <laughs> I let him fuck me. I let him take me down to the fucking Hells Angel and spit roast me. I don't give a fuck. I'm cool. This is why I'm the cool one. What? My computer just died. <laughs> so we're in this room with a massage table, a pink and green sofa, and armoire with sex toys. I'm never saying that sentence again. <laughs> um, uh. Epstein comes in, nude, with the towel wrapped around his waist. Okay. Lies face down. Mm. You start massaging his back like you've been told to. Right. But you're 14 years old. Yeah. I don't you, know what I'm doing. You know, also, I'm very weak. Yeah. Because I'm a child. Exactly. Yeah, and you've never gotten or given a massage. Uh, right. Of course, eventually, he turns over, and the towel falls. So this is what happens next. And, of course, there were many, 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 many girls that happened to, but it seems mostly like he would say he wouldn't make people touch his penis at first, but he would say, the more you do, the more you make. The more you do, the more you make. So, like, if a girl took her top off, there would be extra money. If she took the bottom off, there'd be more money. If she let him touch her, there'd be more money. And if she reciprocated, there'd be more money. Do you see where I'm going with this? I do. Yes. A lot of times, the first time a girl went there, we're going to back away from first person here. Because that would be too gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, it's a little funny. Yeah. It gets a little weird. Yeah. Uh, this is not the moth sexy radio yeah. story hour. <laughs> not, not that this is a sexy story. Um, no, this is not sexy. This is not a sexy. If, yeah. If you are, yeah. If you are too messing right now. <laughs> You're a sicko. You are a fucking sicko. Yeah. This, no. Uh, sicko mode. Turn it off. Yeah. Sickos. So what, what happens, what seems to be the case is that a lot of girls would be like, I'm 14 and I do not want to have sex with this old man in his horrible, deformed penis. In fact, that seems to be pretty much the uniform, from what I gather, reception. Uh, And the thing is, he would pay him mostly just like 100 bucks, sometimes 200 bucks, for nothing. He would would sometimes jerk himself off. He would jerk himself off, almost always. But they wouldn't have to touch him, he wouldn't touch them. I mean, they would touch him, but not his penis. Right, right, right. But, you know, you go home, and then you'd be like, man, $200 that one time was really nice. Maybe, at, what about $400? What about $400? Like, it's if I just, like, let him touch. He would use the sex toys, although I'm not sure. I feel like the, the uh, it's no longer a, a, objectively a toy if you're using it in, to, like, rape a child. Um, but he would use these the toys, and... Then sometimes they would touch him. Sometimes he would just sort of drag his penis around, from what I gather. What do you mean, drag it around? Well, that's literally how they describe it. They like, like drag it on, a, 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 across my like leg oh, <laughs> and okay. stuff. And it's a couple of like- times he full-on raped people. He would like, you know, not for long. And from what I gather, I'm sure he did it for longer in other cases. But... In in some of these accounts, they were like, yeah, he, you know, penetrated me. And I said, please stop. And he wouldn't at first. And then he would stop after a second. Be like, I thought we would try something new, mm-hmm. which is disgusting, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so these girls would keep going. 
and coming back. And then some of them would be like, I cannot do this anymore and stop coming. And they'd be replaced. Right. And so question. Yes. Most of these girls were all from the local high school. Yeah. They were from local high school. Some from the local college, actually. Okay. But like freshman, freshman. Right. So I remember there was one account that basically said that not only did was this happening with the local high school, but like teachers were aware that this was happening. Yes. And administrators were aware that this was happening because many of the girls were getting teased at school. But yeah, no, so like the teachers and the administrators were very well aware of the bullying that was going on at the mm-hmm. school and also aware of the arrangement with Mr. Epstein. Yeah, it, this seems to be have been pretty much just an open... Not even a secret at this high school because it was bullying, but also a lot of people were doing it. Right. And I just want that's like something that we keep kind of coming back to and stressing in the episodes. And I kind of want to, I'm going to put a little point on it right now again is just like how out in the open this yeah. was and how many people facilitated it. Like, I don't understand how you can be an administrator in charge of children mm-hmm. at a high school and know that this is happening and not put a stop to it. I mean, the only, the, the reason it was like, it finally got caught out is because one girl was bullying another girl. They got in a fight when they got sent to the principal's office, they looked through their stuff and they found $300 and that kind of got the investigation rolling. Got it. Um, but before but that, that has been going on for a long time. Exactly. This yeah. has been like happening all like, and everybody the at school. Teachers were aware. And all the kids knew like, oh, if I go talk to these girls, then they can get me this job doing this at this like rape mansion, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, they didn't think of it like that. So here is another little part about this that is hasn't been has it's been reported on, but we need to like really kind of underline it is that Ghislaine Maxwell has whatever disease that Epstein has, satiriasis or whatever that makes him be a sex addict. Mm-hmm. She either has that too satiriasis. or satiriasis. Thank you, Roger. She either has that to go to hell, Roger has that too, <laughs> or uh, she has what I call lady satiriasis, um, but. I and this is based on nothing except my deep understanding of human psychology is that I think she was just so obsessed and drawn into the Epstein web of like occult perversion that she basically caught whatever he has that makes him do this, uh, which is called being rich. Um, (laughs) So this is from Virginia, uh, Virginia Roberts deposition. I will be asking the questions Virginia Jeffrey. Virginia Jeffrey. But yeah, true. This is from the Virginia Jeffrey deposition. It is your contention that Ghislaine Maxwell had sex with underage girls virtually every day when I was around her, meaning Virginia was around her, correct? Yes. All right. With whom did Ghislaine Maxwell have sex with in your presence? Well, there's a lot of girls that were involved. We weren't on first name basis with each other. I wouldn't be able to give you a list of girls. So she names one later, which is Emmy Taylor, which is Taylor spelled T-A-Y-L-E-R. So Taylor's a failed actress from Britain who works as one of Maxwell's assistants. Uh, And there's also Sarah Kellen. 
So this is the testimony of Joanna Schoberg. You want to be Joanna, Liz? Okay. Um, and so, yeah, to live a little context for this, Ghislaine approached her at Palm Beach Atlantic College while Joanna was a freshman. She asked if there was a bulletin board. She wanted to post a job listing. Then she said, ah, hey, do you know anyone interested in this? She needs a butler, but not a butler because butlers are too stuffy. So she takes Joanna shopping, has her spend one day answering phones. Like basically says like your secretary, answer phones, talk to people in one day. And then that's it for secretarial work. The next time she called me, she asked if I wanted to come over and make $100 an hour for rubbing feet. And what did you think of that offer? I thought it was fantastic. Because that does actually sound, I mean, it doesn't sound, I wouldn't call it fantastic, but that's a lot of money and for what sounds like not too hard of a job, right? Right. Um, I mean, you're a college freshman. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And what ha- so this is back to the question and answer. What happened that second time you came to the house? At that point, I met Emmy Taylor, and she took me up to Jeffrey's bathroom, and he was present. And her and I both massaged Jeffrey. She was showing me how to massage. And then she, he took, he got off the table, she got on the table, she took off her clothes, got on the table, and then he was showing me moves that he liked. And then I took my clothes off. They asked me to get on the table so that I could feel it. Then they both massaged me. Little massage train going on. Uh, that's not what the uh, interlocutor says. I'm just adding that editorially. Uh, <laughs> so it was more of a more than a foot massage at that point. Yeah, it was mostly like legs and back. Was everybody in the room without clothes on? Did they when they got off the massage table to perform a massage? Did they dress or did? Uh, yes. So they dressed. Yes. Okay. A little later on in the deposition. Do you recall whether Maxwell was at the house during that first day when you were doing the massage with Emmy and Jeffrey? I don't recall. Who did Emmy work for? Gillian. Did Maxwell ever refer to Emmy by any particular term? She called her her slave. Later on. Now, this is later on in the deposition. Did Maxwell ever refer to the girls in a particular way? At one point when we were in the islands, we were all watching a movie and she called us her children. Did anyone respond to that? I don't recall. Did she ever refer to herself as a mother? Yes. Like a mother hen. That gives me chills. So gross. Okay. So that's um, really awful. She conceives of herself as this like den mother Mm -hmm. for sex slaves. Yes. Well, so it seems like the actual sex slaves were Emmy Taylor, possibly Sarah Kellen. Actually, definitely Sarah Kellen. Nadia Marchinkova, and probably more that we might not know about, yeah. right? Virginia. Vir- Virginia, yeah. But less so because, well, no, Virginia Virginia was on her way there because he groomed these other girls. Like, Nadia he bought when she was, like, 14 and groomed her since then. Mm-hmm. Sarah Kellen, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not exactly sure when their relationship started, but by the time this rolls around, his slave. Emmy Taylor... A failed British actress came here in the same time as Ghislaine did, I think, in the '90s. Uh, same sort of thing, slave. It gives you, it, it gives one the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah, I think also just um, it's almost like comically villainous the Ghislaine, like talking of herself as a mother to these girls. Yes, it's really um, disturbing. 
for a lot of reasons. You can just picture them all on this island, like sort of like guys. And this like so fucking fucked up, together. up like sex family. Yeah, that, that you they can't do. leave the island. Yeah, uh, and they have your passport. Maybe you don't even have. I mean, one. it reminds me of what we heard from, you know, when Dasha was saying about her friend who was at the ranch. Yes, and she said that no one ever got in trouble. Yeah, that it's and it's that kind of culture that's like I don't know. You hear about this with like sex cults and and especially in a lot of the like Laurel Canyon stuff that we've been reading. Everything is permitted. It's like yeah, everything is permitted, but it's like everyone's a family and everyone has these kind of different rules and we love each other yeah. and it's like just fucking sick shit. It's sick. It is. It yeah. It mean there's a reason I don't talk to my family anymore. That's not true, Brace. I'm kidding. I love my family. <laughs> um, but there's a reason I don't talk to my sex cult family anymore. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, and it's, it's, it's this, the, the, for some reason, the matriarchal role here that Ghislaine takes on is, I'm going to fucking kill. Should we just play music in the background? Be like, sorry, we're bumping here. We got some girls over. <laughs> we smoking. We drinking. <laughs> No, I think it's fine. We live in a society. We do live in a society. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's speeding on their way to see the new Joker movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to go when Joker is it? Road. Um, it comes out October. October, the first weekend of October, which also, guess what else comes out that weekend? What? Cuck. Cuck. Oh, my God. My birthday is the next week. So, wait. I showed you that guy who DM'd me about Cuck, right? You, no. Oh, <laughs> it's like really long. Shout out. I forgot your name and I'm not looking at my phone right now to the person. Do not DM my co-host. <laughs> but he DM'd me and he was, he told me this, like that he worked with that guy on like another production uh -huh. in LA. It's like some reality show, but he definitely described it as like, um, that cuck was like his like taxi driver. Like that's oh, how he well, thinks of it. I mean, it looks amazing. I, I mean, I am scared that it's, like, going to be a VOD situation. What do you mean? Like, it's not going to come out in theaters? Yeah, and I want to do a Joker cuck double feature, as God intended, by yeah. the way. Oh, absolutely. They should just make it into one movie. I mean, it is, basically. Joker should be a sequel to cuck. <laughs> First you cuck, then you Joker. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whoa. In yeah. more ways than one, Yes. My First is tragedy. Second is farce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to the island. The families so of sickos it's, and jokers. It's, it's the matriarchal role that Ghislaine here takes on. Is, Do you is think Jeffrey was ever like, we live in a society? <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey was absolutely saying we live in a society. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, so he, he, like the, the role that Ghislaine takes on, it, it disgusts me. Because, you know, traditionally the mother is supposed to be the one that's like looking out for the children. I know, it's really fucked up. And it's it just like, I keep thinking that it's like in... It feels like out of a horror movie because it's such a like, um, it's almost like I said, it's like comically horrifying. Yeah. And the way she looks too, kind of like a crow. Ugh. She's crowish. She looks like, uh, yeah. Yeah. She looks like a fucking satanic crow mask. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like with the like, whoop, yeah. Nose. Yeah. It's like, uh, what was the, like the, uh, the plague doctor kind of shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She does, um, that like is what she looks like. Yeah, we're not being anti-Semitic here, by the way. She doesn't even have a big <laughs> I didn't nose. Even think about I that. actually do. <laughs> I can say this. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty disturbing. So, by John Alessi, his house manager claims that there were hundreds, at least a hundred. Actually, he says at least a hundred girls that were involved in this. 
but from I'm, high school or from, just in general? Just from in Palm Beach. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say probably at least double that, considering he had places in New York, France, and those French. Uh, the, there's now an investigation open in France where they're talking to two victims. And it seems that maybe there was... He also had a house in Santa Monica? Yes, he did have a house in Santa Monica uh, that he rented from one Eva Dubin. Mm, now, mm. we remember Eva Dubin from when we read the testimony... From Mr. Rizzo. From Mr. Rizzo, <laughs> Rene Rizzo. <laughs> yeah. The comically named butler. He was the houseman house, for, house I don't know. Houseman, excuse me. Was it Rene? I keep wanting to call him Ronaldo Rizzo. I thought it was Rene. I can't remember. But. Whatever, R. Rizzo. The, uh, Monsieur R. Rizzo. <laughs> it's quite a name. Uh, yeah, where he talks about this shell-shocked girl. Yes, who was shaking in the basically the parlor of the Dubin's home. Yeah. And so Glenn and Eva Dubin, so she is an Epstein accomplice, ex-girlfriend, that is also credited with kind of re- his re-entry back into society after the 2008 um, slap on the wrist that <laughs> he got. She was like, Jeffrey will live in a society. Yeah. She's like, this is a society and Jeffrey deserves to live in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is also, like, many times in the flight logs, and there is a lot of talk that she and her husband were active, willing, and enthusiastically consenting participants in Yeah, this. that's definitely a bit of the sense I get. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Like, you it's, start it's to talk- see these names just like... Dude, how many motorcycles are there in this city? No, when you start to see their names, like, over and over and over again, and there mm-hmm. were a couple of news stories this week that we're going to talk about... Um, in this week's free episode, just new new stories that came out, but it's like the same names keep coming up, mm-hmm. and you're just like, it's not a coincidence. No, and and so he rented this apartment from Eva Dubin. There was a girl who I believe, or excuse me, a woman who was like she was kind of a minor actress. She was in Baywatch. She was in like a couple other things. Who reported that in I think '97. She went to meet up with Epstein because she was told that he could facilitate her getting into a modeling gig at Victoria's Secret. He said, come meet me at this hotel room, which, I mean, he had an apartment there, so, hmm. Uh, or he had a house there. Uh, come meet me at this hotel room. And she was like, all right, whatever. Like I, she, At this point, she was sending her headshot everywhere. She just needed work. Mm-hmm. And she goes and meets him, and he just starts grabbing her ass. Yeah, and, naturally. Yeah, she's like, uh, don't... Don't do that to my ass or any part of me. And like starts to leave. He just pulls out a hundred dollar bill. It was like, will you take this? Will you take this? And she's like, I'm not a prostitute. I don't like, why are you trying to give me a hundred dollars? She goes, he follows her to her, her car with the hundred dollars. And eventually she's just like, all right, give it to me. Cause she didn't have any gas and was poor. Um, which is a kind of sad note to this story. But <laughs> Yeah. That reminds me of um, Professor Dr. Trump's famous comments. What was that? When you're famous, they let you. Yes, grab them by the pussy. That, yeah. You know that. Like the thing is about that whole thing about about what Trump said is that he's not wrong. No, that's kind of a lesson here, and I don't mean that in that I'm like t- saying that he's not more. That's okay, wrong. Yeah. or like, but he's or, not literally incorrect. Yeah, that that and that. <laughs> Not that, you know, women are throwing themselves at rich men, and I, I'm not trying to say this, but that the rich get away with everything. If I grabbed 
just some random lady by the vagina <laughs> under any circumstances. Which you won't be doing. I would never. Why do I? <laughs> why would anyone want to do that? Because, yeah, no, it's awful. It's exactly. It's about, it's it's these sick people. People are like, oh, it's about the power. The bourgeois mind is sick. Yeah. It's also satanic. Yes. Um, because that seems to be some sort of, I don't know, dark grip yeah, there's, there. Yeah. There's something else going on there. But, you know, that aside, my only point is that, you know, the professor doctor, like always, wasn't exactly wrong. No, no, he wasn't. Uh, although he's kind of telling himself there. I well, mean, I didn't say he's the smartest guy there. in the room. Yeah. So <laughs> she goes to the police department and is like, hey, this guy grabbed me by, uh, by my ass. Yes. And the police were like, well, do you really want to report this? You went to his hotel room with them. I mean, obviously, they were like, you are a prostitute. Mm. Uh, why are you trying to report someone for doing what they do to people like you? Right. And they claim cool. now, they claim the now that she said that she didn't want to press charges. And she's like, what are you talking about? They just told me that they wouldn't press charges. Yeah. Uh, I'm much more inclined to believe her over the Santa Monica Police Department. <laughs> why would you say that about the Santa Monica Police Department? Well, so Epstein had a really fantastic uh, way of gifting things to police departments. <laughs> So we know a hundred percent about the one that he gave uh, a couple large gifts to the Palm Beach Police Department. Yes, uh, including one I think to like go for like a shooting exercise, which I'm sure they were fucking the Palm Beach PD, which which engages in large scale firefights <laughs> almost weekly in the war torn war torn region of Florida. Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, he had like I think it was like one hundred eighty thousand dollars, and then called them like, hey, do you want more? Blah blah. blah. Uh, and then as the, as he found out that there was an investigation around him, definitely gave more. Uh, I'm sure that if we looked, uh, into the NYPD, probably something similar there. Yeah. Uh, but that's what rich people do. They buy access, even in this, in this James Patterson book. And James Patterson is not unsympathetic to the wealthy in this country. Uh, he talks about like, yeah, all rich people in Palm Beach basically gave money to the Palm Beach police department. He says it's because... They were just honestly thankful and grateful for keeping them safe. You and I both know. No, that's what taxes are for. Exactly. What like you don't just like oh no oh, guys you're doing such a good job in this incredibly low crime area. Here's sixty thousand dollars <laughs> just you know for like new magazines for your <laughs> AR15s. I'm just like imagine giving any money to the. San Francisco Police Department. Just be like, imagine giving money. That is the most cuck shit in the world <laughs> if you're being, like, serious. But the thing is, these people aren't, I mean, they are scumbags. They're not cucks, though, because they know what they're getting for them. Of course. This is not, yeah, this yeah. is not the, the, the brain of the cuck. But, like, <laughs> listeners, you try giving $30 to the next cop you see and what happens. <laughs> if you march into the police department with $60,000, you're getting a different reception. Wonder where that is. Why don't we end it on something not about rape? <laughs> so, in the Syrian Civil War, there have been several no. gas, so-called gas attacks. Hey, Brace, what's happened? Oh, God. The white, so, 
the white helmets. <laughs> They move. They, you tell me that's a humanitarian. The Oscar award what winning. What humanitarian work are they doing in Afrin? And the the Israelis that rescuing them. I'm sorry. The Israelis are not known for their commitment to the Syrian workers and peasants. <laughs> white helmets. Yeah. Jeffrey just... Epstein was a white helmet. <laughs> um, uh, there are stories about human trafficking, though. From in, Syria? From Syria, which... Uh, mm, and that's not surprising. Yeah, and I'm too ignorant on it to get... I'm not ignorant about the White Helmets, which I don't know what they're doing. They're pretty ignorant if they think Afrin is a war zone. So we can talk about how Epstein is kind of coming out of the news. A little bit. What do you mean? You remember how we heard that he broke his hyoid bone? Mm. And we had just haven't heard really anything else about that. Yeah. And how, you know, there was all this big... Uh, not Tartaglioni, though. We should, t- we should talk about Tartaglioni. What happened to Tartaglioni? Tartaglioni released a statement. Did he? Yeah. I missed him, Mr. Tortellini. We're pro-Tartaglioni. Yeah, we're Tartaglioni truthers. Yeah. So... Mr. Tortelloni. I never touched the man. Are you doing Tortellini voice? So, check this out. Nick's back. <laughs> Nick... Mr. Yes. Yes. Mr. Tartaglioni. Mr. Tartaglioni. Rides again. Mm, The Italian stallion. So for some reason, he wrote a letter to the New York Daily News. Love the the Daily News. You love the Daily News. I'm more of a New York Post gal myself. I am. uh, But I do appreciate their headlines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The second best in the biz. I wish we had a paper like this in San Francisco. No, it's so sad. I do love that culture of New York, you know, with the papers. New York has no culture. That's not true. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about this later. So I'm going to read out here from the uh, the Daily News. article about the letter unfortunately they don't seem to actually produce the letter which is concerning to me mm-hmm. uh but epstein's jeffrey epstein's former cellmate nicholas tartaglioni proclaimed i never touched the man in a letter to the daily news thursday as a probe into the multi-millionaire perv suicide continues uh nicholas tartaglioni who we all remember this is not from the daily news article this is just purely from memory was a former cop in Briarcliff Manor, who murked four presumably innocent people and the then buried drug them. deal in- gone wrong. Yeah. He was basically trying to get them to buy Coke and they were refusing, so he shot them. <laughs> so it was kind of a one sided drug deal gone wrong because he murdered them. <laughs> buried uh, them in his backyard. In full view of his neighbors <laughs> who watched him burying he bodies. He might not be the smartest. Or sharpest tool in the shed. Some guys have a big body and a little mind. Some guys have a big mind and a little <laughs> but body. But you know what they both have in common? What? A big heart. Yes. And I have a big all three, but small penis. <laughs> uh, so he says, as far as Jeff Epstein is concerned, he calls him Jeff. As far as Jeff Epstein is concerned, I never touched the man. I despise anyone who hurts children. But whatever was going to happen to him, I was not going to be a part of it. Tartaglioni, 51, huh. wrote from an 8 by 10 foot cell he called the box. The prison told Epstein they were putting him in a cell with me because they knew I would never hurt nor extort him. <laughs> Are you doing a godfather voice? What are you doing? The staff here no. <laughs> at MCC had hundreds of inmates. I'm doing a little pesci uh, to choose from. 
Yet I was their first choice. What a brilliant line. The staff here at MCC had hundreds of inmates to choose from, yet I was their first choice, Tartaglioni wrote. I love that. Yeah. That's so cute. It's true. He was wanted. He, they did. I mean, I think that we should give him credit that the cabal did. He was the first choice of the cabal. So, I mean, remember from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he would be my first choice. They apparently still haven't spoken to him. Who? Like the investigating authorities, which seems a little funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh hey, authority, talk to Mr. Tartaglioni. <laughs> hey, authorities. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and it's and it's so. I mean, Epstein was also like in the Palm Beach uh, jail. You saw his uh, commissary records. He bought a lot of shit for other people. Well, yeah, and you called him a little bitch. I do call him a little bitch because he was being a bitch. Don't buy anything in there because you'll never <laughs> get respect. If, but what if he was best friends with Tortelloni? So that's that. That could be true. I mean, so if if we're going by Palm Beach, if we're being dialectical materialists here, <laughs> Palm Beach, he bought a lot of shit. Dialectical materialist just means if something happened once, it happens again in the exact same way. That's exactly. Don't even read Marx. That's, <laughs> it's that's done. That's just what it means. Uh, so Case he bought a, closed. He bought like schools out. A bunch of shit, including women's panties, right? Uh, in yeah. the Palm Beach jail. And he probably, I cannot wait to read his commissary records from the from New MCC. York. From the MCC. Um, in order to be like, please don't hurt me. Uh, here's like 800 chocolate bars in 50 cans of soup. <laughs> uh, and don't beat me with the soup. But it doesn't sound like Tortellini wanted to. Tartaglioni is independently wealthy. He's a businessman. A legitimate drug-dealing, <laughs> crooked cop, murderer of four, likely five people. Probably more than that. 100% guaranteed more than that. Uh, yeah, he's a businessman. Um and I think it's really telling. Like, this this investigation, we are saying it now, will go nowhere. Yeah. They will never give you the truth. Which is why we're here to tell you about it. And another thing. <laughs> this new fucking podcast coming out. <laughs> Wait, there's another one? Yeah, from that bullshit doughboy motherfucker at the National Enquirer. Oh. Yeah. Let me get this info up on this motherfucker real quick. Because this, this pervs... National Enquirer, he pervert, was... bitch, Epstein, <laughs> dumbass, fucking dick. You, I don't think you're going to get very far Googling that. Pa- I, look, I'm, I'm, I did Googled. Oh, yeah, I didn't get very far. <laughs> National Enquirer. Yeah, it, I'm taking me to Paul Mamakos. What, I don't know what the, the Opperman report. I'm not getting what I need to get. Uh, Epstein, devil in the darkness. A new National That's Enquirer. That's what it's called? A devil, it's, that's, okay, first of all. He's not in the darkness. No, first of all, he wasn't, there's no, what, Everybody knew about it. Everybody knew. Darkness in the lightness. Yeah. Devil in the lightness. It is ridiculous. Uh, So it is produced by. all these people with these whack-ass fucking dumb-ass fucking names? Yeah, it's, uh, so, wait, where the fuck is this dumb piece of shit? Hey, losers, get some funny people on board with your dumb-ass podcast, get a better name. Yeah, so, wait, let me, let me look up. The fucker Dylan Howard is the producer of this. You recall because I feel the demonic energy of Jeffrey Epstein is flowing through me out the bile is coming out because this motherfucker Dylan Howard of the National Enquirer. Guess what Dylan Howard is? 
What? A sexual predator himself. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Uh, look it up. All right, so Google the words Dylan Howard uh, sexual predator. Oh, wow. A million articles comes out. <laughs> uh, AP exclusive. Top gossip ex-editor accused of sexual misconduct. So imagine you are an employee at the, at the uh, failing National Enquirer. And you're, you're a woman employee. And this is this. Are we doing more role play? No. Okay. Good. I mean, we can. I don't want to. What are you doing? You're tapping on the keyboard. <laughs> no, I don't want to do any of that. And I come up to you, and my name. I'm like, hey, my name is Dylan, but my nickname that everyone calls me is the word dildo. Uh, <laughs> is it true? Yeah, it's true. Um, that can't be your nickname. You and if it is, and you try to own it, sorry, you're cucking yourself, brother. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's not one of the. That's not like. That's yeah. not like call, be no. called like snow beast or like. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a guy named Go, like uh, what was it, Ghost Monkey or something? Because he was like, yeah, he was albino, um, Snow Monkey. Do you remember that guy? Snow no. Monkey. He was There's a guy named Snow Monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say how I know him, but I know him. Mm. Um, <laughs> Another kind of Snow Monkey. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it was kind of a double. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know where the monkey came part came from, uh, but he. Uh, so Dylan Howard, this motherfucker, would be like, hey, my name is Dildo. Check this out. Come over and look at what's on my computer. And then just like, oh, look, I'm looking at porn. Now you're looking at it too, you dumb bitch. Because um, yeah, he would so, also like abuse uh, his staff verbally. Here's the thing. Not only is that unprofessional, yeah. not a way to get ladies. Yeah. Doesn't work. <laughs> like, he's also was subpoenaed in the Cohen bullshit, like the, you know, Michael Russia Cohen. Stuff? I think it's like it's more that like think Michael Cohen's kind of handsome. Really, <laughs> he has like a fellas, <laughs> fellas. I guarantee all our all our listeners are Michael Cohen level haver, uh, handsome. No, there's something about him that's like very um, uh, really no. really excited for you to finish the sentence. He's got that hangdog. Yeah, there's like he's there's like a boy like an '80s boyish charm to him that I find very. I can very see what you're talking handsome. about, actually. Yeah, like he kind, kind of, of looks like face. he should be in like Ferris Bueller or uh-huh. like a kind of or like The Breakfast Club. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he kind of looks like he's like like yeah. Would you like fuck all ben? his suits are like th- eight sizes too big for him? Would you fuck Ben Stein? <laughs> what? Okay, there's your answer, fellas. No. Oh, that's. What is wrong with you, Bryce? He's a Ben Steinish guy. He's not Ben Steinish. Ben Steinish. That's That's what I'm saying. Ooh, that is a fit, brother. Yeah, he's he looks good. Um, so (laughs) Dylan Howard uh, also was like, you know how National Enquirer like paid all those people to like not talk about the fact that like Trump uh, like dicked them down. Yeah. Uh, they also Ew, paid. Brace. Sorry, that Trump. I mean, uh, they probably. Whatever. We've moved on. Yeah, that Trump did stuff. Stuff with them. Some people did some things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's called Ilhan Belden, and nine eleven <laughs> is Trump having sex with a prostitute. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. <laughs> so he was part of that, like that crew that paid people to not talk about the fact that Donald Trump, you know. Uh, and he got fired for sexual misconduct. Oh no, he didn't get fired for sexual misconduct. They investigated him, found it that they like obviously the lawyer they hired was like, oh he's cool, I, you know like he yeah. didn't do shit. 
And but then he quit immediately after and then was rehired a year later in a way bigger position. And now this motherfucker has the audacity. Has took the audacity of dope <laughs> to come to come in here and try to muscle it in our fucking territory. And let me tell you one thing, Dylan Howard. I will make Tartaglioni look like a fucking bunny rabbit that hasn't murdered anybody. <laughs> Compared to him. Compared to me. I just uh, all these grifters, and you know what? We're not grifters. Uh, I think I think a producer's a grifter. <laughs> <laughs> what am I grifting? I just lady, lady. Yeah, yeah. You're grifting. <laughs> you know what? Good for you. Uh, I'm gonna sub. To I got a weird mention actually. What it say? There was one that was like, I get a notification every time at Liz Franzak tweets. What? Was, said that? Someone said that about oh, me, I and really? I was like. That's fucking creepy. I do too, because I always am like, should she delete this? I, I'm, yeah. That's because you're trying to, you want to cancel me. I just know I can cancel you. You can. That power makes me. I'm too sweet. Uh, yeah, women are already always cancelable. Am I always already cancelled? And then that's fine. Yeah, well, you exist in a state of permanent cancellation. And in any change to the equilibrium in that, whether you go up, that means you can be canceled more, and when you go down, you just are being canceled. I more. think I'm post canceled. You know why? Because I don't give a fuck. Doesn't matter if you don't give a fuck. Nah, what are they going to say about me? I can get you fired from your job at Sephora. <laughs> There's thirty people that think I'm a secret Nazi. So you work at Sephora <laughs> on Market Street <laughs> yes. from two to eight p.m. every day. Yes. Well, Monday through Friday, and her social security number. Is there even a Sephora on Market Street? Yes. No, there isn't. Oh, yeah. there's one in the mall. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I walked by it yesterday. Did you go shopping? No, I went to see It, too. Oh, how was it? It was not as good as It won. Mm. But I don't think... You know what? I don't think clowns... Look, I was a clown. Uh-huh. So I don't like scary clown representation. Yeah, uh, I gotcha. Yeah. That was mine. Yeah. That's clown adjacent. Clown adjacent, but I was a real clown. Still yeah, I was going to say, you still <laughs> Lady Joker. I trained with... The former president of Clowns of America who knew the real Patch Adams. Really? Mm-hmm. In Omaha, Nebraska. Can you clown for me right now? <laughs> <laughs> Women be clowning. Can you? No, clown for me. <laughs> no. Do one clown trick. <laughs> Liz. I won't do it. I have a I have a. It was when nose. I was 15, which was only four, like y- four years ago. That's like yeah. Right? Well, you know what I was doing when I was 15? Actually, 14. What? I had sex with a girl <laughs> in a place called The Hole off of Ocean Avenue. No, oh. it was on, off Ocean Avenue. Uh, and all my friends Aww. were just banging on the door outside. And I didn't... Uh, <laughs> that's when I had sex with a 14-year-old. Yeah, okay. Well, I was... I'm a perfect angel. Yeah. So I was clowning for cancer patients and victims of... Domestic violence. I was pack a day smoker at fifteen. <laughs> when I was fifteen, my hit uh, we my band released our first seven inch and it was a hit. I knew you when you were fifteen. Yes, I was cool. Yeah, that's when yeah we went. Yeah, we we can let the audience know we went to punk shows together at the mm-hmm. tender age of fifteen, uh, sixteen. Yeah, but I was like playing the punk. I was like cooler than you. <laughs> I was in Catholic all-girls school, so I was definitionally cool. I was also in a Catholic all-girls school, <laughs> <laughs> but then they figured out where I was hiding. Ugh, as <laughs> if. Uh, no, I, 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 I did, I did date a, uh, a, 
I didn't date anyone really, but I kissed a girl that went to a Catholic school back then. Do you go to Mercy? No, I didn't go to Mercy. That's disgusting. <laughs> I, okay, I'm glad that yeah, Mer- that Mercy cows. I didn't. They were sluts. Mm-hmm. No, we ridden no. hard and put back wet. I don't know what that phrase means, but I love saying it. Yeah, no, I did not go to that school. Yeah, I did several times, but not when it was in session. <laughs> um, so. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> for Honest, listening? Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> it means so much to me. Wait, I don't despise you. I love how the Kardashians say thank you. Have you, do you ever, they go like, yeah, can I've I get seen a glass a mi- of water? Thank you. Really? Oh, I love that. I love the it's whiny like, voice. It's so thank good. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Am I doing Thank you. Can I get a glass of water? Thank you. But it's like in one sentence. Can I get a glass of water? Thank you. It's like, can you check on the specials? Thank you. Can you, can, uh, is the salad have dressing? Thank you. (laughs) You know what's a baller move is when like, I'll have the steak. The lady will have. Yes, I was just going to say that. The lady will have the the salad, no dressing and ice water, no ice. (laughs) Hot tip, fellas. Order for your woman. Order for your woman Always. on a first date. Don't ask. Don't even ask. What she wants. <laughs> that is, okay. I heard everyone that when thinks I was that really I'm, young. Everyone I'm, thinks I'm joking. I'm not. That's fucking hot. Is it? Yeah, why not? Because what if they're like, because uh, uh, no women one. now are like, I can't even eat that gluten. And I'm like, bitch, we're at McDonald's. Like, no, but how much better to like just complain about something you didn't order? Yeah, true. Then, you know what I mean? You know what they say in Silicon Valley. Well, it's love better, to complain about something. It's better to apologize than to ask permission. Exactly. Be like, she'll have the uh, the garden salad side portion though it's not gonna have the main portion don't be a cuck order for your lady yeah and whatever you want yeah but she pays that's how it works <laughs> no no you no, order, no she pays no 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 yes it is no it's not thank you so much <laughs> for being here at call her daddy uh for joining us at Truanon. The only, and still only, in fact, even more non-pedophile podcast. Yeah, everyone thought we were joking and we were just goofing, yeah. but now there literally are two, well, no, at least one Yeah. podcast hosted by a fucking... Produced. Produced, whatever. By a sexual predator. That's what I'm saying. We're technically produced by a sexual menace, but he's not, predi- <laughs> he's not predacious. No. It's like a harmless menace, menacing... Yes. Mm-hmm. A joker. My name <laughs> My name is the last laughing clown of San Francisco. <laughs> this is kind of a clown joker episode. But this episode was about the rape of children. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that earlier. Uh, this is this has been Brace Belden. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm doing my like radio guy voice. Okay, I'm Liz. And we're joined by our producer, Hung Chomsky. Excuse me, Young Chomsky. Sorry, his dick's out, so it's like fucking me up. Young Chomsky. None of that is real. Okay, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Give money to Israel. (laughs) (laughs) 